the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. A possible attack on Olympic Internet and Wi-Fi systems about 45 minutes before the opening ceremony yesterday. Pyeongchang Organizing Committee spokesman Song Bak-yu says the incident had little effect and they're looking into the most likely cause. This have not uh, disrupted any event or had any effect on the safety and security of any uh, athletics or spectators. President Trump says his decision not to declassify the Democratic memo about the abuse of government surveillance powers and FBI's Russia probe is because the document is very political and needs heavy redactions. And Israel calling on the United Nations Security Council to denounce Iran's dispatching of a drone into Israeli territory. Israel shot down the drone and struck Iranian targets deep in Syria before one of its own jets was downed. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas wants you to listen to what the president says. I would argue that when you say that Haiti is a, is a hellhole, and it is, but the people, you're not disparaging no, not the, the people. people, for God's sake. The reason you, you are angry that it's a hellhole is because the people are suffering under the government. The Eric Metaxas Show. Overnights at 3, right before Hugh Hewitt at 5, on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Coming up next year on AM 1280, The Patriot, it is the second hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. Let's take a quick look at your updated forecast. Lots of sun out there today and tomorrow. 13s are high today, 2 below tonight, up near 20 for Sunday, and partly sunny skies again on Monday. The Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise is coming up in August, but you can see the full itinerary right now at am1280thepatriot.com. That's the Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise, am1280thepatriot.com. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now... Here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired huddle to masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network making talk radio great again. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. And uh, our next guest is someone who I, I owe a debt of immense gratitude to, as do an awful lot of people. Uh, he's someone who, when I was first forming my inchoate thoughts about about being a Second Amendment ad, advocate, advocate and activist, uh, armed me with the most important information of all, and that is the facts, the statistics, all the stuff you actually need to know to, to show an empirical case that gun control doesn't work and armed private law-abiding citizens do. My pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time in almost 10 years, Dr. John Lott. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Lott. 
good to talk to you again. Great, always great. We uh, last talked to the Minnesota State Fair like 10 years ago, and you were promoting Freedomnomics, which, by the way, was another uh, excellent book. But you are uh, you're coming back to town here uh, a week from this coming Friday, two weeks from yesterday, uh, for the Senate District 56 Republicans in Scott County. Uh, and we'll, we'll put out the uh, information on getting tickets for that later on here. But uh, your latest book, uh, The War on Guns, is out. And it, it's a good opportunity to ask you, you, you've been involved in this. I, I first became aware of you a little over 20 years ago, Dr. Lott. And you were at that time talking about uh, the statistical case for shall issue carry laws. Now, that war has largely been won nationwide. There's some holdouts, but this is we've largely gotten that one beat. And, and the left, the anti-gun crowd, I should say, has largely stopped fighting against that specifically. But the... The front just keeps on changing. It's it's like chasing a, a, a greased pig, Dr. Lott. What's the, the latest axis of advance that the left is using in its war on guns? Right. Well, just first of all, I'm not sure that they've given up on concealed carry. I mean, it's true that 48 states or 42 states have so-called right to carry type laws. 14 of those in either all or virtually all their states don't even require that people have permits to be able to carry. Uh, you know, one of your neighboring states, uh, South Dakota, uh, falls into that category. But um, or maybe no, it's North. It's, Dakota, it's my sorry. it's my home North, state of North, North Dakota, Dakota, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, North Dakota, right? But the uh, but you know, I suppose the big issue right now is uh, these background checks on private transfers of guns. Uh, you know, after each of the mass public shootings during the Obama administration, uh, President Obama consistently, the one law that he called for each and every time was background checks on private transfers. I mean, the irony is if that law had been in effect, there's not one of the mass public shootings during his administration or even in decades before that that would have been stopped uh, as a result of having that law in place. Uh, you know, we all want to try to keep criminals from getting guns. Uh, the question is, people need to realize that the current background check system is a real mess, that virtually everybody who gets stopped is what we call a false positive. Uh, you're stopping a law-abiding good citizen who simply has a name similar to somebody that you really do want to stop. And you know, 99% of the people that you're stopping are 99% plus percent of the people that you're stopping are mistakes. And and it's primarily minorities that are disproportionately falsely stopped. Plus, you have the costs that are associated with such background checks. Uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., where I'm near right now, uh, it costs $125 to privately transfer a gun just because of the background check. Right. And that may not stop you or I from getting a gun, but it can stop poor people uh, who want to try to go and get a gun to protect themselves or their families. Yep, absolutely. And young people it's uh, who, who are just finding the need to defend themselves. Absolutely. So, so a couple of lines of approach here, Dr. Lott, I, I'm dying to get your opinion on. When I first got involved in the Second Amendment movement, probably about the time when I first read your uh, studies with, uh, with Mr. Mustard at the University of Chicago predating uh, More Guns, Less Crime, uh, 
the the left, the anti-gun movement did try to play with statistics just a bit. They did try to play the statistics game, and it was you know they they made a good run at it in some cases. Uh, it almost seems as if they've given up on an empirical, scientific, statistical, evidentiary case against guns. And to me, as someone who watches these people every day, it almost seems as if they've go, they've gone over just just, just tell, telling big lies often enough and and hoping it sticks with enough of the right people to eventually work for them. What's what's your perspective on on the message and the evolution of the anti-gunner message over the last twenty years? Right. Well, I mean, I think they still try to put out a lot of empirical type claims. Uh, you know, one of the things that you've seen happen in like the last six, I guess, seven years now uh, has been an explosion in uh, so-called public health research Yes. Uh, because of funding because of Michael Bloomberg. Uh, between uh, 2011 and 2016, you saw... Um, about five-fold increase in uh, studies published in medical journals uh, dealing with gun control issues. Uh, It's not just Bloomberg, but George Soros and others have put huge amounts of money into that. And I think one of the points I raise in uh, the war on guns is that if you look over time, You've seen huge changes in people's perceptions about the costs and benefits of guns and their support or opposition to more gun control. Uh, Support for gun control pretty much peaked around 1998, 1999, and it fell fairly consistently up until about 2014. And then after that, it's kind of been flat in terms of changes. And uh, I think you can explain about 85% 85% or so of the changes over time simply by looking at people's changing answers to a couple simple questions. And that is things like, does owning a gun in the home make you safer? Uh, does owning carrying a concealed handgun make you safer? Are you safer by others carrying concealed handguns? Um, for example, in 2000, Gallup had a survey uh, that asked people, does owning a gun in the home make you safe or not? Only 35% of Americans at that time said that owning a gun in the home made them safe. By uh, the end of 2015, or it was up to 63%. Uh, and you see similar changes in all the other types of questions that I just mentioned. You know, do you feel safer living in a neighborhood where you know more people own guns? Well, the large majority of people now think that they feel safer knowing that other people in their neighborhood own guns. That wasn't true a couple decades ago. And uh, and I think people like Bloomberg and Soros, they're smart guys. They see that. And they know that if they're going to get the types of gun control laws passed that they want to get passed, they have to change that perception. And so, you know, you see the $50 million a year that, Bloomberg spends on his every town group. You see tens of millions of dollars that he spends on other advertising. And I guess in the last two congressional cycles, he spent uh, something like 49, over $49 million on just donations to uh, political candidates for federal office, for Senate and House races, let alone 
probably even a larger amount for state legislative races in Minnesota in the, in 2016. Uh, he spent, uh, I don't know exactly because it isn't properly reported, but a huge amount of money. Uh, any of the Star Tribune and others will mention how much money he spent on state legislative races. It was a 10 to one and, ratio, uh, it was, you know, 10 to one ratio in 2016 in Minnesota, nearest, uh, the nearest we could count. I mean, it was just a lopsided imbalance. I mean, he spent, he spent more on state on two state Senate races in Virginia uh, in 2015 than the NRA spent on all federal races across the entire country uh, in 2016 in terms of donations. And, uh, uh, you know, that's just two state House, two state Senate races. Um, so, uh, but he knows that he just can't spend it on, on just the politics. He has to go and change people's views. And so we see all this money he's spending on politics, but he's actually spending an even much larger amount of money going and trying to fund research that supports his views and, and then spending money on trying to get publicity for that research. I mean, he set up a whole uh, media outlet called The Trace, where uh, uh, they have journalists hired to cover uh, gun issues, and uh, in order to try to influence the rest of the media that way too. How, how effective do you think the Soros media operation has been? I mean, clearly, clearly there's there's difference. It depends on a lot of context. Uh, for example, probably not very effective in in rural Wyoming at all. But in terms of changing hearts and minds around the tree, I've read the trace. I've spent some time taking apart some of their numbers and some of their rhetoric. Uh, not just the trace, but of course the whole movement. Uh, how effective do you think that is, and, and do you think that level of effectiveness has the potential to change things over time, Doctor Lot? Well, surely putting a lot of money into it. I mean, uh, I've been asked to testify before state legislatures over the years. Uh, I only go when I'm asked by state legislators to come, but. Uh, uh, you can see the impact that Bloomberg has had in that. Uh, you mentioned Wyoming. Uh, I guess it was two years ago. I was asked to testify on gun-free zone type issues in Wyoming. And, uh, you know, if I'd gone there maybe 10, 15 years ago before that, you would have seen everybody in the room would have been kind of uh, a pro-self-defense type person. Um, when I was there in 2015, though, uh, it was Bloomberg had hired buses from uh, the University of Wyoming uh, to come and bring people to the state capitol. Uh, he had paid students uh, $20 an hour to go and pass out uh, flyers and to put flyers on cars. So he literally had a couple buses full of the state or the you know, the student Democrat groups at uh, the University of Wyoming come down and blanket uh, the state capitol with flyers and uh, and to stand in the room during the hearings. And, you know, I'm sure it had some impact. Plus, uh, Bloomberg had at TV advertising where he was having personal attacks against the state legislators who were trying to get rid of the gun-free zones. Um, 
you know, I had seen something very similar in uh, Nevada. Uh, at the same time, I testified on a similar issue there. He had gotten uh, uh, buses from the University of Nevada at uh, Reno uh, and, and had people bus down to Carson City and, uh, you know, had very vicious personal ads against the state legislator whose bill was up for the hearing. Uh, he was saying that she wanted her bill was purposely set up to let criminals carry guns on uh, college campuses <laughs> and which you know obviously you know you have to pass criminal background check to go and get your permit uh you know it's just bizarre stuff yeah it's but, the sort uh, of messaging i think has to be aimed at people who who aren't that curious and don't really care what the facts are entirely emotional approach i have to think dr Locke, can we keep you for one more segment i think we got some people who want to call in here uh, would that be okay sure, for? Happy to. Oh, excellent! Sure, thank thank you. you. We're talking with Dr. John Lott, uh, who will be, by the way, appearing on February 23rd uh, at the District uh, 56 Republicans, uh, along with Senator uh, Congressman rather Jason Lewis. I posted a link at shotinthedark.info to get tickets. I will be there, by the way. I've already bought my tickets. Make sure you show up for that. That'll be a lot of. That'll be a fantastic evening. Uh, we'll be back with Dr. Lott. Six five one. 289-4488, the number to call if you have a comment or question for Dr. Lott. We'll be right back. Are you wondering what to give that special someone for Valentine's Day? Hi, this is Paul Butters with American Classic Ballroom in Victoria, Minnesota. Give that some the gift I'm one gift of dance. Call us today and purchase two 45-minute private lessons for only $99. This offers over to new students only, so call today at 952-934-0900, that is 952-934-0900, or find us on the web at acballroom.com, and let us put a dance in your step. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. Just pay return shipping. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. 1-800-915-9272. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely... You're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. My number two does not look like a number two. I don't know what to call it. Is there a number three? Table for four, please. Anything close to the restroom. Oh, a middle seat with these stomach problems? That's my fear of flying. Sound like you? If it does, 
you could be one of the many people with a digestive condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. Even if you don't know what EPI is, you might know the symptoms. Frequent diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain. If you have even just one of these symptoms, you could still have EPI because not everybody experiences EPI the same way, which is why it's so important to open up to your doctor about all your symptoms. And the good news is EPI is manageable, so don't keep a lid on it. Go to identifyepi.com, complete the symptom checker, and use it to have a conversation with your doctor. Don't keep a lid on it. Visit identifyepi.com. Brought to you by AbbVie. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions for Dr. John Lott, uh, here's something about the, the Dr. Lott, the, the perception of the gun debate that has just astounded me for, for years, almost as long as I've been doing this broadcast. I, when I first encountered your work, uh, since that time, the statistics have been dramatic and irrefutable. And, and, it just struck me as astounding that if, if cancer deaths or heart attacks or high school dropouts or obesity dropped by 50% over 20 years, people would be hailing a modern miracle in real life. And yet, at a time when the number of guns in civilian hands went up by a third in this country, violent crime and gun crime dropped by 50%. And you would think that that would be the kind of number the miraculous erosion and, and evaporation of violent crime through most of America that would get the media turning cartwheels down the street and yet crickets out there, Dr. John Lott. Why Why do you suppose that is? Well, I'm sure the media, a lot of people in the media have very strong views on the gun issue. I, I guess uh-huh. I, would, I would add one thing to the point, is, and that is the states that had the largest changes in the percent of the population with gun ownership, the largest increases had the relative biggest drop. So it's not just overall you saw that pattern, but when you look at it at the state level, the states that had the biggest increases in, in the share of people that own guns saw the biggest drops in murder and violent crime. Absolutely. In fact, here in Minnesota, I mean, I worked the numbers a while ago myself, Minnesota has more carry permits per capita than Texas. And when you leave out, I mean, one of the lowest murder rates in the country, and when you leave out three zip codes, two in Minneapolis, one in St. Paul, we have a murder rate in Minnesota that's about one-third that of Norway. Somehow that has just managed to evade the mainstream media in their coverage of this issue, Dr. Lott. That continues to astound me. We'd like to get a call or two. Oh, go ahead. Pick up on your point briefly for a second. Sure, go go ahead. you know, when people compare the U.S. murder rate to other countries, they they kind of really miss out on the point that there's a huge variation across the country. We have we have over half the murder in the United States occurs in just 60 of the 3,140 counties in the country. And as you mentioned, if you look within those 60 counties, there's usually very tiny areas. I mean, you're talking about eight, nine, ten blocks within each of those counties that account for the vast majority of murders within those counties. It's basically drug gang fights that we have going on there. And, you know, the United States does have a bad drug gang problem, but, um, you know, it's 
it's bizarre to go and and take that as somehow an indictment of gun ownership as a whole that you have there. Uh, you know, the notion that somehow, I mean, I could go and click my fingers and let's say cause all illegal drugs to disappear from the United States and let's say all guns. How long do you think it would be before illegal drugs started coming back into the United States? If you're in El Paso, maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> How long do you think it would be before they would be bringing in the weapons that they would need to go and protect that valuable property? It's not like a drug gang can go to the police and say, look, this other gang stole our drugs. Can you help us get it back? They have to set up their own militaries. And, you know, if anybody thinks that they're going to find it more difficult to go and smuggle in guns uh, than it is for them to smuggle in uh, the drugs, the, the very valuable drugs that they have, you know, good luck. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I testified about a year ago uh, to the Mexican Federal Senate and the Mexican Federal House, the Constitution Committees, and... Uh, you know, Mexico uh, has a homicide rate regularly that's four to five times higher than what we have here in the United States. Right. And yet they have only one gun store. Uh, it's located in Mexico City. The only guns that they could sell there uh, have a maximum caliber of 22 caliber. Huh. And uh, uh, those are the only legal guns that have been sold in Mexico since, like, 1973. And... Uh, the drug gangs aren't fighting against each other with 22 caliber guns. No. And they're not getting the machine guns that they use from gun stores in the United States. They're bringing in the machine guns from other parts of the world at the same time they bring in the drugs that they use to funnel up to the United States. Not to mention some of the uh, Mexican Army's hardware. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's get a call in real quick. In St. Louis Park, Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the line with Dr. John Lott. Mitch, just a quick comment and then a question. I'll do it real quick. Um, Illinois is a stride, Chicago that's trying to reduce crime. And... Uh, they took to the Illinois legislature, and they wanted to reduce the original charge. Uh, they, they wanted to stop reducing the original charge crime and stop uh, reducing the sentence before uh, sentencing. And the Illinois Black Caucus blocked it because they said that we didn't want to put more black males, incarcerate more black males. So that was just a comment. The question is, the mass shooting in Texas of that small church um, by the gentleman who apparently wasn't supposed to buy a gun leave. You can argue about that. that. Um, what happened with that? Has that been uh, has that been re- redressed? Um, was there uh, uh, apparently the, the, the military service he was in did report it to the FBI? Uh, has that been what, what's happened with that? Has that been redressed? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you very much. I, I think I don't know if redress is is possible in such a case, but I, I believe the case is that they found right. that the United, the U.S. Air Force drastically underreported his particular uh, level of criminal uh, involvement. Uh, Doctor Lott. I mean, apparently there were several issues there. The individual had been uh, involuntarily committed to a mental facility. He had escaped. Uh, He had uh, a felony criminal record that was there. But, you know, here's the problem, and that is it'd be nice if we could depend on on background checks. Um, You know, in this case, maybe a background check may have made a difference. But the thing is, very few criminals are stupid enough to, to essentially go to a, a licensed dealer and buy a gun. Um, 
They just don't do that. And yet criminals, obviously, as we've just been talking about, seem to be able to go and get plenty of guns. If you look at the background checks, the last full year that we have data for, because the Obama administration stopped uh, releasing the annual reports on the NICS background check system in 2010, they had about uh, 76,000 what they call denials, initial denials of people being able to go and buy a gun. Only 13 of those were convicted. In fact, they only tried to bring cases against uh, uh, 28 of them. They only, only filed charges against 28 and only got 13 convictions. The question is why? How can you, how can you have 76,000 denials? I mean, we, we often hear the phrase, well, there have been 3 million dangerous or prohibited uh, people that have been stopped from buying guns because of background checks. And that's simply false. What they should say is there have been three, 3 million initial denials, and that over 99% of those, it looks like, were mistakes. You know, it's one thing to stop a criminal from buying a gun. It's another thing to stop a law-abiding citizen who simply has a name similar to a felon from being able to go and buy a gun. And the thing is, um, just adding more names to the system isn't going to solve anything. It just make the problem worse. We can't, there's no reason why the government has to make those mistakes. If private companies had an error rate that was even one-tenth the <laughs> error rate that the federal government has in doing its background checks, those private companies would be sued out of existence under federal law. Uh, the reason why you have these things is that they use things like phonetically similar names rather yeah. than looking at the exact name. And and I've tried making this point to 20 years for gun control advocates, and they will have absolutely nothing to do with trying to fix the system. And if I just have like 30 seconds, the thing is, people tend to have names similar to others in their racial groups. Hispanics yep. have names similar to other Hispanics. Blacks have names similar to other blacks. 30% of black males in the United States are legally prohibited from owning guns because of past criminal history. Well, whose names are their names most likely to be confused with? Other law-abiding, good black males who want to buy a gun to protect themselves or their families. And, 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 and it's a travesty, and we are going to have to leave with that. We're hard up against a break, Dr. Lott. We could do another five segments, I have a hunch. Uh, but I have to move on. Thank you for appearing with us today, of course. Looking forward to seeing you Friday the 23rd at Lakeville Arts Center. You can get tickets for the event. So thanks for coming on with us today, Dr. Lott. Sure. People can find more at our website at crimeresearch.org. But thank you. By all means do. John Lott, thank you very much for coming on the show. More when we come back, go nowhere. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwick of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org Click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner and leave your contact information. Daniel.YourFamilyBank.org That's Daniel.YourFamilyBank.org 
Hey, Dan, can you believe it's our 10-year anniversary of getting a great night's sleep? I know, Trina. For 10 years, ZQuiet has been helping couples like us kick snoring out of bed. Think of the millions of lives we've changed. And that all happened years before other snoring companies showed up on the scene. ZQuiet really started a revolution. Hi, we're Dan and Trina. As the founders of ZQuiet, people often ask what sets us apart from the competition. It's easy. Snoring was our problem, and we know what night after night of snoring does to a relationship. Visit GetZQuiet.com. ZQuiet was developed to treat my snoring, and we realized there were other couples that were desperate for a simple and effective solution. We're so proud that ZQuiet has become America's trusted name in snoring solutions. Get ZQuiet and kick snoring out of bed forever. Get $20 off the regular price when you text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com and get $20 off today. Are you wondering what to give that special someone for Valentine's Day? Hi, this is Paul Butters with American Classic Ballroom in Victoria, Minnesota. Give that special someone the gift of dance. Call us today and purchase two 45-minute private lessons for only $99. This offers open to new students only, so call today at 952-934-0900. That is 952-934-0900. Or find us on the web at acballroom.com. And let us put a dance in your step. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. I didn't have a chance. I, there's no way to have a long enough interview with Dr. John Lott. <laughs> so I'm out to make sure the information gets out there to you. He'll be appearing with uh, our mutual friend, uh, Congressman Jason Lewis, uh, Minnesota's Mister Wright, and of course the person who got me in touch with John Lott in the first place ten years ago. Uh, at the Senate District 66, uh, 56 Republican event at Scott County uh, GOP, uh, appearing with Dr. Uh, John Lett will be Congressman Lewis. Talking about how gun control hurts the most vulnerable among us, uh, along with uh, Congressman Lewis. Friday, February 23rd at Lakeville Arts Center. Now, there's a bunch of, uh, there's three remaining VIP tickets, I think. Then the VIP reception at Lakeville Arts Center is, uh, I may still have some openings. There's still general admission tickets available. I will be there Friday the 23rd, a week from this coming Friday. That's going to be great, by the way. I want want to make sure you all show up. Representative Lewis will be talking, and then uh, Dr. Lott will take over. So I uh, hope you can make it there. It's at the Lakeville Arts Center, which means I'll have to learn how to find Lakeville again. It's been a long time since I've been to Lakeville. Uh don't have much occasion to go there, but but here we go. Well, That's uh, my hometown, Mitch. It is. Yes, it really? is. Okay, I thought the accent sounded familiar. Yep, just there. south here. Yeah, that's right. So I posted the link to the to where you can buy tickets to the District 56 Republicans website uh, for this event at shotinthedark.info. Just put it up there during the last segment. So make sure you go out there, buy a ticket. I will see you there. We uh, so that that's what's happening here. Uh, 
think we can go to the phones one time before we go to the next topic. Uh, we have uh, uh, Ray, I believe it is, from Minnetonka. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Uh, do we have Ray? Must have lost Ray. If he comes back, uh, give us a call back. We'll we'll try and get you on the air. Uh, in the era, I mean, the biggest story this past year in America, at least in terms of uh, the intersection between politics and, and society, has been the, uh, the the not me, or excuse me, the, the Me Too movement, which is, has been sort of initially, at least on its surface, tended to try to uh, focus attention on on sexual harassment, sexual assault, uh, all levels of, of of sex crime in America, from from rape and domestic violence and and se- uh, sexualized murder, all the way down to some fairly run of the mill, jo- misplaced, ill advised, and unwanted jocularity. And I and I say that not to minimize it, just because they're yeah, I mean skeezy people harassing each other even unwanted flirting and and unwanted pseudo affection is 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 a problem for people and as someone who has received it from 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 women uh it's it's not necessarily something that that is 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 something you feel good about it's not like getting flirted with against your will is is kind of is is an imposition it is and of course it's also a bit of a uh, unfair to both parties. It's imposition on the recipient, unless the recipient happens to like you, and then of course it's it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So it's like so much in in human interaction. It's it's very very vague and and confusing. One thing that's not vague and confusing is the hypocrisy that you get from the big left about this. Uh, it's kind of funny, Phyllis Kahn who we've talked about on this program, even now after she's been out of office for a year and a half, uh, put put up a tweet this past uh, week uh, on Twitter saying, as you listen to NPR, uh, NPR's pledge drive for funds, remember how they treated Garrison Keillor. You, you have a lot of Democrats out there these days who are, who are angry about the treatment of the likes of Al Franken and Garrison Keillor and, and other people on the left who were who were exiled from their sinecures because of having committed levels of of sexual imposition that they feel was not commensurate with their level of contribution to society if you're if you're uh, i've 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 heard liberal friends say they didn't they thought al franken should have been given a pass because of all the wonderful legislation he passed for women which struck me as as an odd standard. I mean, if you passed something really, 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 really good for women, could you get away with do something, doing something really, 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 really bad to a woman? Like, say, a certain former president of the United States did? I, it's, 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 I hate to call it hypocrisy. The word is, is grossly overused in our society today. But the hypocrisy of the big left when it comes to sexual harassment is is uh, is nauseating. And, and we saw a, a, a marquee example of this this past week uh, when St. Paul City Council President uh, Amy Brendamone uh, posted a broadside on social media about her disgust with uh, with, with 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 Super Bowl cheerleaders, scantily clad 
in some cases, uh, bikini-clad women doing their cheerleading routine during the Super Bowl. And she accompanied that post with a, a selfie she had taken at a U of M, apparently hockey game, uh, with a U of M cheerleader behind her. And it's it's a rather – the cheerleader is wearing a rather revealing skirt, and the cheerleader is standing at a high angle from Councilwoman Brenda Moan. And so it, it could be fairly called what the more vulgar in our society would refer to as, a, <clears throat> if you'll pardon the expression, an upskirt photo. Uh, and and it's – it's another. It's an example of what uh, liberals, in any other context, when it's not a liberal bastion like Amy Brenda Moen, uh, who, by the way, is is sort of far enough left to make Alondra Cano look pretty normal. Uh, it would be called what is referred to as slut shaming. That's the term that uh, the, the left, the feminist left, used to refer to. Uh, treating women as purely sex objects and shaming them for it. Here's the thing I think is interesting about this. If slut shaming is bad to the left, unless it's someone on the left doing it, and treating women as sex objects is, in other words, treating them as nothing but a, a nice smile, a pretty figure, a nice pair, a, a nice, uh, nice eyes, and uh, and nothing more than that, as, as the sum total of their sex appeal is a very, very, very bad thing, unless you're Amy Brenda Moen, who is reducing a cheerleader to nothing but a series of, I mean, to nothing but her figure and, and from behind, if you catch my drift, and, and completely... And, and obliterating the fact that, by the way, the woman was identified, the young, uh, the, the cheerleader, 19-year-old freshman majoring in uh, mortuary science, who actually has a brain and, and a personality and a name, and all those things that, that we are told, scolded by the feminist left, for ignoring <laughs> but, uh, when, we, when we, and when I say we, I mean not me because I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but when people partake of the spectacle of Super Bowl cheerleaders. So the, I hate to use the term hypocrisy, but it quite clearly applies in the case of Phyllis Kahn and Amy Brendamon. Of course, the frustrating part is Amy Brendamon, while she's being attacked by DFLers, liberals, people on the left, for her rather crass, <clears throat> again, not my term, slut-shaming, of a girl who is, by the way, not a slut, a, merely a cheerleader, doing what she does for her extracurricular credit, leading cheers, uh, <laughs> uh, she will be nonetheless returned to office with three-quarters of the vote, even if uh, someone uh, is uh, endorsed to run against her. Because uh, when you're DFL, it involves suspending the part of your brain that apparently exercises any sort of moral judgment. Let's uh, go back to Minnetonka. I uh, believe the name is Ray. Uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, thank you very much for having me on. We had a difficulty there, but I wanted to speak about the Islamic issue that you brought up before, and I actually have a segue for that. You're talking about the cheerleaders. About two years ago in the uh, Strib, the a guy named Belladan, he used to be on uh, public television, and he wrote an article excoriating uh, the American tradition of football and scantily clad women. I don't know if you remember that or not. Doesn't ring a bell. 
Well, it did happen, and it kind of reminded me of the, uh, you know, the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood when he got upset about people dancing close here in the United States. But more to your point about the uh, situation over on the West Bank. Yes. Uh, I was watching Canadian television, and about in January, an 11-year-old Muslim girl said a man attacked her, cut off her job, and, uh, you know, affected her mentally. Well, that turned out to be false mm-hmm. about two days later. Yep. And the other, the, the other more amazing incident is there's a woman German legislator who was raped last year, and it took her about... Two or three days, she couldn't identify her, her uh, assailants. Right. And then she finally came back and admitted they were from Algeria or Morocco. I don't remember which. Yeah. But she didn't want to get people upset in the community, so she didn't admit it. Yeah. It's the, and in Germany is another uh, is a strange case because, of course, uh, I should say not strange, but a different case because Germans still have a lot of guilt about World War II, where they developed a bit of a record for for doing nasty things to ethnic and religious minorities in the country. And so Germans, especially educated Germans, especially Germans in the political class, have bent over 30 degrees beyond backwards to try to avoid being accused of anything like that, uh, to their detriment in some cases. I mean, that's why the, the, the German media and government have gone to such great lengths to to not make a huge deal out of the wave of sexual harassment and assault that took place in several major German cities, especially the city of Köln or Cologne, if you're not a German speaker, uh, two years ago. And, and, And while they have stepped up the security at large city New Year's celebrations, they haven't made a big deal about it. Now, that's Germany. This is America, where virtue signaling uh, is worth its weight in gold and where hoaxes, I think it's fair to say, don't don't often get overturned. And when they do, they don't often get reported. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Napa know-how. Why get Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil at Napa for $5.49 a quart? Because that's a good price for high-performance oil. After all, nobody wants mediocre performance. I mean, when's the last time your boss said, here's a raise for being average? So get the good stuff at a good price. Valvoline Full Synthetic, just $5.49. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 228.18. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago... With uh, great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot, and it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, 
and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Quit smoking now with this exclusive half-price offer from The Patriot and Breathe. Freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price. Breathe is the faster, easier, more effective way to quit smoking and start saving. There are a limited number of these half-off deals available. That's $250 for one program from The Patriot and Breathe Laser Therapy. You can quit smoking in just 60 minutes this week. Call The Patriot at 651-405-8800. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. There's probably nothing more bitter than cold in Minnesota, except a bitter loss after a tough football game. We know everybody's down, but we need to bounce back. Come into Lucky's. We want to warm you up. We'll give you a free cup of coffee. You can vent your frustration, and we can talk about the game. Nobody can relate to you like Lucky Stations. We're your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. You see, owner Scott Stevens and his family welcome the opportunity to earn your business. Fill up at Lucky Station today. So come into Lucky's, get a free cup of coffee. To find the station near you, visit LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488. Should you care to get in on the last segment of the show. And don't forget, Brad Carlson uh, will be joining us. Hey, by the way, let's let's do a giveaway. It's been a while since we've had a giveaway. Let's do this. I have a pair of Lake Home and Cabin Show tickets. Coming up uh, two weeks uh, from this weekend at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Here's the deal. A pair of tickets. The value is uh, $24 for the pair. And all you have to do is... No, you don't have to lie in a bed of fire. We'd have to go for something much bigger for that. But what I need you to do is to be the first caller at 651-289-4488 with an answer to this question. Who was our guest for the first two segments of this hour? If you can be the first caller at 651-289-4488 with the answer to the question, who was our guest during the first two segments of this hour? You win a pair of Lake Home and Cabin Show tickets at the Minneapolis Convention Center. By the way, Brad Carlson will be giving away another pair tomorrow, If you uh, probably, if you don't uh, get this one. And, of course, I will be uh, may well be giving more away next week. We'll see how the uh, numbers add up here. But 651-289-4488, who did we talk to the first half hour of this hour on the show here today? Well, caucuses were this past week, and I did mention them earlier, mostly in the context of some of the xenophobia among some Republicans and some of the manufactured xenophobia uh, under a false flag by Democrats. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was. I have only circumstantial evidence to prove that, but if proof is to be found, I will be proven right. I'm that confident in, in my prediction. It's just every sign about it is there about the, 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 the hate literature slipped under people's doors at the Cedar Riverside Apartments this past week. Now, we should talk about the actual caucuses themselves. 
Uh, Jeff Johnson won by a pretty hefty margin, but turnout was abysmally low, some of the lowest turnout anyone has ever seen for a, a Republican Party caucus. Now, it could very well be that caucuses are a completely outmoded uh, means of getting people involved in political activism. That's possible. I mean, uh, remember, the the caucus results were not good for Donald Trump two years ago. He came in third in Minnesota, and yet Donald Trump did better than any Republican has done in Minnesota since Richard Nixon's first election 40 years, 50, 50, 50 years ago. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, yeah, 1968 was the last time a Republican took Minnesota, and Donald Trump came closer than any other has come which is not a result you would have seen from the caucus results. So maybe that's possible. Jeff Johnson won. Turnout was low. Fundraising has been lagging just a tish. And there has been talk of Governor, former Governor Tim Pawlenty joining the race uh, because there has been talk that uh, with him sitting out there, uh, potentially getting into the race, and apparently this past week leaving his million-dollar-a-year lobbying job uh, that he might be staging himself up to get back into the race and take another run for governor. Now, I've heard more than a few of my conservative friends go, no, they can't stand Tim Pawlenty. He was just too moderate for the, for their their tastes and in some ways too, too mo- moderate for my tastes on many issues, uh, not the least on the Second Amendment issue where he was generally on the right side but stalled on things like reciprocity. Uh, so he was disappointing there, and he was disappointing certainly on on some issues. Uh, he, he the budget rose during his time in office, although not as much as it would have risen under Roger Moe or Skip Humphrey, certainly, and uh, not as much Roger Skip Humphrey. Anyway, not as much as it would have risen under uh, under uh, or Mike Hatch, I guess, was the other uh, person he ran against, and. And I, and I get it. If you're conservative, you, you get tired of, of, of say, having to settle for not as much as rather than none and and less growth in government rather than none. But I also urge you to consider the fact that sometimes uh, you have to settle for the most conservative candidate who can win in a state like Minnesota that is purple today, was even more purple in the 1990s and the early 2000s. In 2001, when Tim Pawlenty won his first gubernatorial election, 2002, it was a very close, close, close win for him. And he barely won re-election as well. And that wasn't just because he was not conservative enough. Michael Medved makes a very good case that, that conservatism itself isn't necessarily a, a qualifier for office outside of the hard right base of the GOP. And so, as, as very wise people have told me over the years, perfect is enem- the enemy of good enough. Now, I, I, would, I, I don't have a dog in the race for governor yet, personally. When I do, you'll be among the first to know. But there is a cost to sticking to principle in uh, and and saying the heck with practical results. Chris Christie, of course, uh, someone even more, quote, moderate, end quote, than Tim Pawlenty. I mean, he's an East Coast conservative, which means he's conservative on business and law and order, but not on things such as taxes, abortion, the Second Amendment, a lot of the things that, that us more Western conservatives, uh, especially the Tea Party crowd and the libertarian conservatives are 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 on about. On the other hand, he was the most conservative candidate who could win in New Jersey. 
And that's saying something, because he was right on a lot of issues. But there's a cost to having people who aren't conservative enough but are more conservative than the alternative not winning the office, as we are seeing in New Jersey right now. This past week, Governor Phil Murphy, who replaced Chris Christie in the governor's mansion in Trenton, announced this past week he's reversing a policy that Chris Christie put in place that was meant to make it easier for New Jerseyans to obtain a permit to carry a handgun. New Jersey must not and cannot become part of the race to the bottom that we're seeing across the country, Murphy, a Democrat, (laughs) said during a news conference at the YMCA in Trenton. There are already too many guns in our streets, and simply adding more to the equation will not make us or our communities any safer. Because New Jersey, with some of the toughest gun laws in the country, and two of the highest murder rate cities in the country, Newark and Camden, not to mention uh, some other parts of North Jersey, Essex County, Patterson, Elizabeth, that are already kind of cesspools of crime. Uh, notwithstanding <laughs> the the draconian gun control laws in the state of, of New Jersey, just consider, if you were a conservative, if you were a Second Amendment supporter, is having Phil Murphy in office better or worse than having Chris Christie? And if it takes you more than a second to answer that question, I urge you, I urge you to reconsider your priorities or perhaps your logic. Incrementalism is not defeat. That's not to say I'm going to come out and support Tim Pawlenty right away. But I'm not going to make fake vomit noises and, and put my finger in my mouth either just yet. We'll talk about this more. Go nowhere. God bless you all. God bless America. See you next week. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us on our victory. At the start of a new year, people often reflect on the old. They also cite the biggest stories of the past year. Perhaps one of the most important stories of the last two years is the fact that Donald J. Trump hijacked the globalist agenda. The one-worlders were sure they were on their way to a world without borders with the election of Hillary. Clinton. Things didn't turn out that way last year, and the globalists were dealt a serious blow. The Bible says a globalist leader is waiting in the wings and will rule during a seven-year tribulation outlined in the book of Revelation. Get your spiritual house in order, and you will escape the terrible time outlined in the Bible. For more information, visit our website and listen to our full-length program anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. 
Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Picture yourself on a financial roller coaster. You and your money are going up to the top. But now as the coaster turns and drops, you are screaming for joy instead of that fearful scream. Learn to manage any turn on your financial coaster at Online Trading Academy. See your accounts growing in both up and down markets and give yourself the opportunity to make a second income you can use now and in retirement. Join us for a free investing class by hitting pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA. This is AM 1280. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.